0: You're listening to The Moving Overseas Podcast with your host, Louise Rook. Hi, welcome along to The Moving Overseas Podcast. I'm Louise Rook. I'm your host, and i'm exploring all things that an international move to the states brings i currently live in the western suburbs of chicago we moved here five years ago from canada having spent five years in dubai and before that of course growing up in the uk you can tell that by the accent so in this series we're focusing on a move to the us of a and everything that goes with that and i've been speaking to families and folks who have made a move to the us and finding out what the challenges were that they faced, and what life with their family is like for them in the States. In today's episode, I'm chatting with professional moving organiser, Anna Vjord. Trust me, this is an episode that you do not want to miss if you're about to plan for an international move. Anna has made many international moves herself. She has a young family and she currently lives in Orlando, Florida. So Anna, firstly, tell us your story, because I know that you've moved like 15 times and you've lived on four different continents. So what prompted those moves and what do you love about relocating?
1: I grew up in Germany and funny enough, lived for 19 years in the same house. Um, wow. So I yeah, until I graduated and I uh, decided I wanted to go into hotel management, um, but I had no experience whatsoever. So I, um, I packed my bags and I went to London and I uh, started working in hotels there um, and I really liked it. So I uh, started, I went to university, I studied hotel management, um, and I did plenty of internships there, I went to New York, came back to London, and I um, went to Australia and studied there for a little while, um, till graduation. And then um, I, I just loved I had, you know, I'd had that travel bug um, in me. So I yeah. went back to London. The first time I went to London, I met my now husband, so he was still there. So I kept going back there. Uh, And then uh, after a while we moved together and we went to Bora Bora, uh, Maui, Bali and Indonesia, and then on to the U.S. So we went to LA, uh, Philadelphia, and now we're in Florida.
0: Wow, those are some amazing places that you've lived in. So yeah,
1: they made it easy. They made it easy to move there. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially Maui. So, and what do you what do you love about relocating like that? Like, what spurs you on to do it?
1: I love the organizing bit of it, and it, it, I kind of feel like the organizing of the move is the first step into the new adventure. It really gets you excited about, you know, I'm going to be living there. And you know, it gets you closer to actually being there. I really like that. And I have always loved change. I like to be in different places. I like to meet new people. um, And I love new beginnings.
0: Yeah, you echo my feelings about it. I love change. And so even when we're not organizing a move overseas I do just love a move actually because I just I love new energy and new space and I don't know it just brings something uh, refreshing I think and gives you new starts Mm -hmm. but you must deal with people all the time obviously that's your job you're helping people to relocate what is the biggest fear that people have do you think when they're relocating
1: they're they're always scared of forgetting something Uh, doing something that they can't correct anymore after and, and both of those fears, you know, they're quite reasonable. They're, they, they make sense because that's what people do. They do forget, you know, certain things and um, they do um, sometimes make decisions that are not the smartest. So um, unfortunately, with a move, these bad decisions or forgetful moments, they lead to um, issues and they lead to extra cost.
0: I'm interrupting the interview very, very quickly to tell you about something that is gonna save you money. And I know when you hear people say that, you think, ugh, here we go again. But truly, this really will save you money because the one thing about moving overseas is that you will, at some point, have to transfer money internationally. Nine times out of ten, you still have some outgoings in your home country that you need to keep going. For example, we had life insurance policies that we continued to pay into, so we transferred money back regularly. You might even want to sell your property in your home country and then want to transfer the funds from that over to your new country. Now, I speak from experience when I say, do not use a bank or credit card for international transfers. You can save a whole lot of money by using XE. And here is why? Because the Moving Overseas podcast has partnered with XE and I've negotiated an exclusive rate just for my listeners. Now you're not going to get a better transfer rate anywhere else and trust me with XE it is super simple from registration to transfer. We've used XE for years which is why I've partnered with them because I trust them. They're used by millions around the world and they also have an app which makes the whole thing even faster. So to get these super low rates that are exclusive for you guys, my podcast listeners, you need to go through the Families Moving Overseas website and click on the XE link in the top right-hand corner, and that will guarantee you get those special rates. So go to familiesmovingoverseas.com, hit the XE link, and save money when you are transferring. That is all. And what do you think... Are like the biggest challenges for people who are making international moves.
1: I think the biggest challenge there is that the place you're moving to is is completely unknown. So you yeah. kind of establish a home, but it doesn't feel like home at all because you have no idea what it feels like. Like really already a move always has so many things to think about and so many things to do but an international move is even more extreme because you have you know the visa though the paperwork the your home where are you going to live um the schooling if you have kids you know you work you're going to work in a new country and in a place you have, might have never been before so the 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 move itself is kind of like the smallest issue of all the issues that you're going to be dealing with with an international move.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There's so much paperwork with an international move. <laughs> oh, <isn't yes>. <laughs> um, and and everything is unfamiliar. Like you say, when you're moving overseas, nothing's going to be like your old country or the, the country of origin, I should say. So what are some of the most common questions that you're asked by your clients?
1: Um, I think the most common question is, when should I start planning my move? And I always give the same answer. Now. <laughs> there is no too soon. It's a, It's always a good idea to start. The, mu- the more time you have to plan it, uh, the, the less stress you're going to have. And um, movers, I mean, it's, movers are always busy. Um, they're especially busy from like April, May, all the way through to September. But like this year or last year, I should say, with the pandemic, they've just been busy nonstop. You know, you see how people are buying and selling houses that, you know, that's a move every time. I should say that's two moves every time. Um, so they uh, they're very, very busy. And if you if you have special day that you would like to move on, it's a good idea to lock that in as soon as possible. And also prices for moving, they're never going down. They always get more expensive. The longer you wait, the more you're going to end up paying. So it's not like, you know, looking at a flight and kind of waiting. I could, you know, see if it goes down. It won't. So, you know, as soon as you know that you're going to be
0: moving, it's a good idea to start right away. And also that you know re- research, having time to research
1: exactly absolutely
0: um, yeah. And you're right. I guess those prices do not fluctuate, do they? They are oh, they do, but they only fluctuate in oh. one way.
1: Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Um, so when you first start working with a client, what's the first thing that you do when you're starting to organise them and their move?
1: I do um, free consultations. Um, they're absolutely non-binding. They're really just, you know, to get to know each other and for me to really understand what the whole project is about. So basically, I, I listen, I take notes. Um, After that, I ask questions because I, I, you know, I like to know things in detail to make sure that I don't have to come back to you every time and ask you more questions, but that I have all the information. Um, and then once I have that, I will give recommendations, um, explain how things work As movers have, you know, very particular way of of doing things Um, and then kind of come up with an action plan of things that we should be looking at first or, you know, things that have a little bit more
0: time and we can take care of later. It's such a complicated process, isn't it? (laughs) It's taking me back to our last move and the organisation of that, which was crazy. I don't know if I could ever go through it again. But I think having somebody like you, if you can delegate and outsource to someone, it must be so hugely helpful because I think I have felt like a headless chicken at times running uh-huh. around trying to cover it all so can you share do you have any like moving horror stories that either you've experienced or that your clients have experienced or things that you've sort of managed to overcome while you've been helping out people moving are you sure you want to hear those oh I do I do
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I think that the, probably the biggest nightmare that can happen to you is that the movers don't show up on moving day because <gasps> you know you'll probably you have probably have your flights all lined up and you know probably a night at a hotel before or something like that so with you would mostly wait till like the last day to you know get the stuff out of your house so that would not be a good idea not good thing happening other things that often happen are things like um, forgotten parking permits for the truck now depending mm. on where you are that can just mean that your move is not happening on that day because you know or that you'll end up being the trucks gonna be towed away by police and then you'll end up paying a fine for the truck so you know things like that my personal horror every time I move is I'm always scared they won't get it done they'll tell me at some point like yeah no uh, we're we're done now but we'll have to come back tomorrow I'm like no there's no tomorrow yeah. it has to happen today <laughs> so i guess the most the, the thing that most people are worried about and that probably happens the most is that things cost extra yes you know that the estimate wasn't good and that they'll come on the day off and tell you okay well, we'll charge you extra for this and this yeah. which are all of these reasons all of these horror scenarios are the reason why I only, move, uh, I only work with movers that I know. In most of their cases, I've actually moved with them myself before. So um, I know them as a customer um, and I know that if I need something from them or if something needs fixing, they'll fix it, which is also why I do the very extensive um, consultation with my clients, just to make sure that there are no, no surprises, no things that I'm not aware of that I can't help with. Yeah, you're
0: right. To so suddenly, you know, it has maybe it flow over to the next day, for example, and then suddenly you it. get a nice bill. <laughs> for that um i remember when we moved from canada to the us we actually decided which was we will i don't think we'll do this again um to move ourselves in a u-haul and okay. um mm-hmm. my husband uh, rented the wrong sized truck and when he pulled up i did say to him that is too small we are never going to cool. get everything in that um however we put all the stuff into the truck and of course t- When it was three quarters full, we realized that we were never going to get it all in there. So we had to remove it all and then go and get a bigger (laughs) one. That was a disaster because that was probably three hours lost.
1: <laughs> Which is another reason why I, the movers I work with, um, we do everything with moving surveys. Meaning um, these days, these moving surveys are all virtual. It's kind of like, like a video chat app. They send you a link, you download the app, and you show off, basically. You show everything you have and you tell them what you're taking, what you're not taking. They're videotaping you, and with that, they'll calculate your weight and your volume. And that way, you can go back to them after. After, and when they tell you oh uh, that couch is going to cost two extra because we didn't know that you were going to move that you can go back and say no I have it, you know I told you that I was going to move it and they'll have to honor the price that they've given you
0: yeah that's great actually mm-hmm. um, and that's what happened when we shipped from Dubai to Canada they mm-hmm. they obviously then tell you okay you need this size container for the amount mm-hmm. of stuff that you're taking exactly. so yes yeah, there's a lesson in there mm-hmm. moving by yourself probably not a good idea especially no, if you're also- a family of for and own a lot of furniture, oh <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean we've touched on it a little bit just now. But what are the the big advantages of outsourcing to a, a relocation organizer like you for when people are making a big move?
1: I would say it's it's two things really. For one, you get professional advice so that you don't have these surprises happening, and that you you know hopefully don't have any mistakes. Um, happen, And then the other point, um, which is, I think is a great advantage, is time. Y- you get extra time. You get, you know, let me worry about all your paperwork. Let me deal with the movers. Let me try to call people for you. Because, you know, you should be enjoying those last days in your favorite restaurant or in, you know, with your friends and your family and, and all these things that don't get taken care of when you're moving. You, you get actually, just a little bit of extra time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Because actually, you're so fr- in those last couple of weeks moving up to the move. And that time should be spent doing exactly what you just said. And nine times out of 10, it isn't (laughs) because you're running around trying to get everything done. So for the folks that are listening to this podcast in particular, they are obviously looking at making moves overseas. Can you share your three most useful tips or pieces of advice for those people?
1: Have a plan. I think that's my my biggest advice. Have a plan and give yourself deadlines. Try, to fill in the biggest pieces into your plan first, which is probably the movers itself, because there you're going to have to decide on a date. And then everything's going to Go around that date, you know, when are you going to, I don't know, get rid of your car or ship your card. So um, I would put in the, the big dates first and then tr- kind of tr- uh, work around those. I personally love working with lists and I actually tick them off and it feels so good when, you know, something is gone and gone and you can say, did that, did that, did that. So, you know, what you have left to do, cause you will forget. There's just so many things to think about. And then lastly, I would say, get yourself help. I mean, it is too much. To do uh by yourself and you know if your family moving you have children running in between uh you need to take care of them as well and they're more expensive they're sorry they're more important than the move <laughs> but sorry. they are also more expensive <laughs> they are <laughs> um so it, it is Sometimes people think that hiring somebody like me um, will cost them a lot of money, but in most cases that's not true. I'll speak for myself. Most of my services are actually completely free to the client. I don't actually charge for most of the things that I do. So um, yes, it's not. It's not. Doesn't mean that it gets any pricier, but it means that you get. You know. Some extra help, some extra advice, some peace of mind, because you know that it's taken care of uh, and extra time to enjoy um, your last moments in your old home
0: yeah oh well you've sold to me I should be contacting you <laughs> when we're doing <laughs> next our next move, move. <laughs> now I'm sure there'll be lots of people listening now who are thinking okay we need Anna um, mm-hmm. so f- share your website and all your social media handles so people can find you right so my
1: website is www.annamoves.net send me an email on that's annamovesllc at gmail.com and then I am on instagram at Anna underscore moves underscore. And I'm also on Facebook,
0: Mail moves. Oh, Anna, it has been brilliant. It's very useful to hear these things because it is so overwhelming, particularly making an international move. So it's good to hear from someone like you who's A, done it many times and B, helped many others do it, to hear your side of events. And I think that the main thing that I hear from you is planning and delegating. Right,
1: right. And I like I said, or like you said before, I really actually love doing this. So I'm always happy to chat uh, relocation with anybody. So please feel free to reach out and you know, talk about it. Talk about your fears.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of fear involved (laughs) (laughs) with with all aspects of it. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. That was Anna Vjord, and if you want to get in touch with her, go to the website familiesmovingoverseas.com and all her links will be on there. On the next episode, I speak to Dutch psychologist Marloos Verhoeven about her life in the US raising kids here, and she shares some valuable tips for those moving their families over here. Don't forget to head to the website familiesmovingoverseas.com and join the Moving Forward Slash Living Overseas Facebook group. And also, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast until next time. You've been listening to the Moving Overseas podcast with Louise Rook. You can find more information at familiesmovingoverseas.com.